Hello and welcome to the 62nd installment of the Synapse Misfire podcast. I'm your host, Chris, joined, as always, by our co-host, who's very sleepy, Jordan. <laughs> That's me. Apparently I'm sleepy, yeah, I just had to, I had to yawn, I was like, oh, hold it. Had a little yawn. Hold it. <laughs> Couldn't hold it. Jordan, I have like a really important question for you. Mm-hmm. If I was a person who potentially wanted to listen to the audio form of this podcast, mm-hmm. where can I go? What kind of platforms is this show available on? That's a good question. The audio version of this show. Yeah, because of course we're on YouTube. It's been day one on YouTube. We started on YouTube. But if you want to listen to the audio version only, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, and of course Spotify. We also have the RSS feed linked below. You can put that in whatever app you want. So yeah, RSS linked below. As always, contact us via email, snapsmisfire at pm.me. Comments, questions, concerns, and death threats, you can also reach out to us on Instagram. Uh, as I've said for numerous episodes now, I will make that a thing soon. Just give me time. Just give me give me some time. I need I need some goddamn time. Have some I faith. I have a plan. Have some goddamn faith. Well, here comes my favorite young man, Mr. Chunk. Who you just locked out of upstairs, didn't you? Not completely. You can get up there. Oh, you left the door cracked? Yeah, oh, I always okay. do. His food's up there. It's the only thing he likes. He doesn't even like me. Makes sense. But uh, aside from that, Chris, formalities out of the way, what have you been up to? I'm just petting my, my son here. My cat. Yeah. Uh, Other than that, I don't do anything interesting anymore. Generally. No, you're an old man now, right? I'm an old man. Now, you did tell me when I first arrived at your humble abode that uh, you're getting rid of the Suburban. I'm going to, yeah. Like, very soon. I, uh, it's not that I don't like it. It's not that I don't like... Um, okay, hang on. It's not that I don't like it. It's not that there's anything, like, wildly wrong with it. It's just that I don't use it. Yeah. So I got the, the Fiesta, and I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal... For like, for like snow, I have, like I can always use my dad's truck if I have to, and I'm probably going to get winter tires or, or some nice all seasons for my car. Yeah. And then call it a day with that. There you go. Sounds, sounds like a plan. So if you want to buy a Suburban, Chris has one for sale. And then I'm thinking maybe next summer I'm going to get a, a, like the S, I think, as I think the code was s197 might have been 196 era of mustang which is like 05 to 2012 or something i don't know if those are exact years yeah so if i'm wrong correct me the one after the one after the uh the kind of shitty looking one <laughs> the one with the round headlights in the front that's the one and uh i want to get that with the the 4.6 v8 which is is pretty good but I have to find one for a price I like, yeah. which is going to be difficult, but it's something I can put some work into, which is kind of what I'm looking for, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, uh, that's kind of cool, kind of cool. Aside from that, you've been in school, as usual. Yeah. How many years do you have left of that shit? Is this your last year, or do you have another no, one? No, next year's my last. Ugh. But you can't wait to be done, and then, like you said, go into a field with nothing to do with your major. They don't fucking, like, leave. Oh, Jesus. All so right. does he. All right, calm down. Relax. Apparently, he wants to leave. Um, Yeah, school is kind of whack sometimes. I'm I gonna, have to go back eventually. I'm going to, uh, after school, leave and move off the grid. <laughs> I'm going to live off the fat of the land, baby. Yeah. Live off the land like like a like a cowboy. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. Oh, I'm gonna have my own Beecher's Hope. <laughs> like John Marston. Can we? Can you build it? The house building theme is like. Yeah, except it's gonna be me and you and Alex. So it's gonna be you and Alex doing the work, and I'm gonna be Uncle in that situation. Basically, yeah, makes sense. It's uh, yeah, I'm gonna build my own Beecher's Hope. I'm gonna be like John Marston, except I'm not gonna get shot. Hopefully. Depends. Depends on how how Alex feels. It depends how it depends how many government agents I anger. Yeah. Anyway, in that Jordan, do you do anything? Do you do um, anything these days? So I was very busy the last two weeks. Were Didn't you? have time to do shit. Um, 
but I finally had some time to play games. Believe it or not, I've been having a hard time fucking finding the time to play games, which is crazy to think about. But Alan Wake Remastered came out. I heard about that. And is that any, I never played the original. I never really even heard about like anything about the original, honestly. I knew it existed. I just never played it or anything. Yeah, so I always knew of the name. Like, if you had said it to me, I was like, yeah, that game. Okay, cool. I knew nothing about it. I had never really played it. And a lot of people get mad, right? So the biggest thing that's going on is a lot of companies are remastering old games. You got the Dead Space remake. You got Mass Effect being remade, the three of them or whatever. You got uh, Alan Waite being remastered. Uh, Rockstar just announced GTA 3, uh, Vice City, and San Andreas is coming out or whatever. Like That's pretty cool. They're remastering a bunch of games. And a lot of people are like, please oh, they don't make Red Dead Redemption remastered. Anyway. That'd be you. sick. But people are like, oh, all they do is remaster games nowadays. And I do agree with that That's sentiment. That's factual. A lot of shit gets remastered. I yep. think it's a, another effect of the pandemic, honestly, is because... It's a lot easier and quicker. They couldn't fucking make games, so they had to, like, run through. It's like, all right, we can only have, like, 60 people in the studio, whereas normally we have, like, 400. Uh, put them on this remaster project, have them remake some textures, and it'll be fine. Yeah. The thing is, a lot of people get uppity about that, and I understand why. Like, I get it. I want new shit, too. But as someone who is, as you mentioned in our previous IRL video, is 20 years old, games like Alan Wake, Dead Space, those were, like, early on in my life. So even if I did play those, which I didn't when I was a kid, yeah. I never got to experience them truly because I wasn't an adult. I wasn't mature enough That's to true, actually yeah. understand those games. So to me... The remake of Dead Space, bring it on. Get me Dead Space 2 and 3 Nets. Remake them. Let's go. Alan Wake, hell yeah. Let's take it. Because Did the, the remaster of Dead Space come out already? No. Okay, I was going to say, because like, I kind of want to... I, I am going to play it, I think. They showed finally gameplay of it. Ooh, that baby looks crisp, dude. I hope that's one game that I hope by the time it comes out, I can get like a 30 or 40 series card, whatever it is. Because that game looks minty, dude. All space fucking reflections. Oh, it looks so good. It looks so good anyway. But, yeah, so old games getting remastered doesn't bother me too much because I never got to experience a lot of them. Um, so, Alan Wake is made by Remedy. Remedy has made Control, Quantum Break, oh, yeah. some of my favorite games. And I was always like, oh, shit, they made this? Like, they, they made the fucking first Matt's Pain. Like, Damn, I never finished Control. Control's pretty good. I never finished it either, though. I made it very close to the end twice, and then I just I have like, ah, uh, not playing. Two copies of Control, I believe. Really? And it's on Game Pass, so I bought it, three. I bought it on Steam when it was on sale, and then like a, f like a few months later, it went, I think it was free on Epic Games. Yep. Or either that or I got it from a Humble Bundle, I don't remember. I think it was the Epic one, because it was free on Epic a few months back. Or maybe all three. Maybe I have three copies of the game. You might. But Alan Wake is like one of their earlier games and playing it. So I tried to play it on Game Pass because it is on Game Pass, like the original version. I tried to play it maybe is, six, uh, six months ago. Is it a remaster ago? on Game Pass? I don't think so, no. Damn. Um, it's, it's a cheap remaster as well. It's 40 bucks, not a full That's, price I game. I thought it was so. 30. I, so, I saw it on Epic No, Games. I'm sorry. It's 30. You're right. It's, it's 30, 30 bucks. bucks. Um, and I tried to play it on Game Pass a couple months back and I was just like, this plays like an old game. It's like, I just, something about it just didn't feel right. I don't quite remember what it was, but it was just something about the controls or the camera let's, or just something did not jive. Well, that's what I'm saying. The old games, old games have this way about them that just makes them very difficult to play. Yeah. And now, I'm trying to turn a little, because every time we do this, now that we're on the podcasting couch, I'm like this, and I just break my neck by the end of it. But uh, now with this remaster... The game looks a little bit better. It still doesn't look, you know, it looks like a game that maybe came out in 2015, I'd say. Like, Witcher-esque bootleggedness in a way. Wait, all right, Witcher, like, looked really good. Yeah, like, the thing about the game is the environments, pristine. The animations, eh, they're all right. Kind of like The Witcher. The animations are really cringy in some of the, like, cut scenes. Some of them are pretty bad, yeah. Um, The facial animation, you know, fairly, fairly decent. The Witcher, I would say, is definitely better. But it's not, or specifically The Witcher 3. Um... To me, that's The Witcher. Every time I talk about it, um, yeah. So, yeah. it's not, it's not like amazing. It's not holy shit. They remade this game from the ground up, but it plays so much better, and the game is so fucking good. This game is so that's good, good, dude. They, I had never known what the game was about, and like, it does a couple things that I like in the story. Specifically, it has a really confusing story, but instead of it just being like holy shit, this game had a confusing story, that was a waste of time. 
when everything finally comes to a head, it basically just outright states it. Oh, okay. So, like, basically, the character, everything's so confusing. You're like, what you, is going uh, on? You finished it? Just about. Um, I left off on the last chapter uh, just it, before I came here. How long is it? Uh, probably about six hours, I'd say. Six to no seven. Shit, I'm looking... Uh, I'm, it's pretty short if you blow through it. I, I'm doing a ton of exploring, too. I'm looking because... Um, I'll talk about this later, but I'm continuing my Red Dead 2 100%, and I want something to break it up. Because you'll just burn yourself out, yeah. Because I'm, like, trying to work things out, and I spent a considerable amount of time trying to get a uh, a fucking cardinal carcass for one of the hunting requests. You have to get a perfect cardinal carcass. Mm-hmm. And I shot. I managed to get maybe two or three cardinals, and they were only good carcasses, not perfect ones. So I'm like, I need to play something else right now. Yeah, before you and lose your mind. And I was thinking mind. either something like that or some. I was I was thinking Far Cry Six. I will be getting Far Cry Six. That game am, seems really cool. I am gonna pick up Far Cry Six, I think, but I'm not sure just yet. I might, depending on how I feel afterwards, I might pick up the Alan Wake. Yeah. The so basically the story. I'm not gonna go into like spoiler details, but it's like. Everything's really confusing. It's like weird, mythical, like demons, things like that. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what? And then all of a sudden, everything comes to a head and you're kind of like, I guess I kind of understand what's happening. But then the main character, Alan Wake, a lot of it's like a memoir. Like he narrates a lot of stuff that goes on. And he finally realizes what's going on. He puts it all together. And he goes, I realize it now. And he lays everything out and you go, oh yeah, that makes perfect sense. Okay. And it's not like, oh, they just told me the answer. It's more like, Oh, okay, alright, I'm not wrong. Oh, shit, he... Oh, okay, this is fucking sick. Like, when he finally puts the pieces together, you realize that the story is way more complicated than you thought. Like, just... It's fucking great. Um, hmm. It's really good. The story is just really cool. And it's... it's. I will say, there's a couple things that are dated. Like, for example, most games, you go from, like, area to area, and you have the same weapons, you can, like, switch loadouts, things like this. This game has, like, a certain variety of weapons. It's Your primary thing is a flashlight, because basically there's a darkness, a dark presence. It corrupts everyone, and the flashlight is the only way you can kill them. You have to break the dark presence and then shoot them or whatever. It's like a shield, essentially. So you have a flashlight pretty much always, okay. and there's a couple variations to it. There's a flashlight, a heavy-duty flashlight, a lantern, a heavy-duty lantern, and that's it, right? You have batteries, kind of like Outlast, to swap in and out. Mm. You have a revolver, you have a shotgun, double barrel, a pump action shotgun, a hunting rifle, a flare gun, which is like an RPG essentially, because remember they died of light, so it's basically like an explosive. You have flashbangs, you have fucking um, flares, like road flares, things like that. But instead of keeping them, so instead of going from like this section of the game, cutscene, and you keep all your weapons, usually it finds a way to reset you. And it's a little weird, it just feels old. Like something an old game would do. Like, okay... You finish this section of the game where you had to get a car. There's a cutscene driving the car. The car crashes. Now you have to take off on foot. Well, you reset to just having a flashlight. And he's always like, somehow in the crash, I lost my revolver. It's like, son of a bitch. But the game does it for good reason. It's usually, holy shit, we crashed the car. I'm stuck in the woods. I don't have a flashlight. And you're running from these monsters. And it's pretty fucking cool. But besides that, like the actual shooting, it took me a second. I started playing it. And I'm like, there's no reticle. How do I aim? This is stupid. And then I all of a sudden, my ape brain was like, oh, every time I move the mouse, he moves the flashlight to a specific location. That's the reticle, is the fucking flashlight where it's pointing. And I'm like, oh, that's... that's..." super interesting. I was like, that's actually really cool. So when you move your mouse around, in most games, you have a cursor. Moves around the center of the screen. In this game, he has the flashlight, and you put it up to the left, and he tilts it up to the left, and that's where you're aiming. So if you're shooting That's at something, cool, you have you to have point to, the flashlight. You have to use the flashlight to break the darkness or whatever, and then you can shoot them. Exactly. That's pretty cool. And you literally, the reticle is the flashlight, <clears throat> and it's just really cool. That's um, a really interesting mechanic. I never played the original, like I said, but it, it, it yeah, seems it, pretty interesting. It's a good game, and it also, it, it's just like Steam. It does have the two-hour, two 14-day two re- refund policy or whatever, so if you really don't like yep. it, you can. But Or, I mean, you could try it on Game Pass, the dated version, and then if you're like, I could get behind this if it was improved, there you go. But, I mean, dude, it's a, it's a good game. And one of my favorite things about it is because, as I stated, I haven't had a lot of time to play games the last week or two, it's linear. I'm not like, oh, like you said about Red Dead, I'm like, oh, I gotta hunt this thing down for five hours. I just go. I, I load yeah. up the game, 
first of all, on my SSD, this thing genuinely loads when I hit continue in about 1.8 seconds. I hit continue, it was, and then it's just, I'm in the game. Exactly 1.8 seconds. Yeah. He Dude, times it's, it. it's fast. It is fast Bro, because I, of uh, it being older. With the, with the way games are now, games aren't the way they were, like, five no. years ago, six years like, ago. Dead where Space, it was like, linear. Where we had, like, a lin- we had linear games, and then some games were open world. And they were usually really good, like and GTA. They were, and they were, like, decent open world games, and the open world had a right to exist and everything like that. Early Assassin's Creed games, yeah. Now, everything, everything is open world. Yep. Like, it's... Ghost Recon. I'm trying to think of, like, what is a game... Is there... I'm trying to think of a game that's come out in the last, like, few years that hasn't been open world. A AAA game, specifically. Yeah. I Um, mean, I guess Call of Duty, but does that really count? And now they have a Battle Royale anyway. Um, Uh, Non-open... Aside from virtual reality, I can't think of any. Everything's fucking open world now. Everything has to be open world. I can't really think of anything. Um, off the top of my head, anyway. Jesus. Hmm. Huh. Open, no, something like I guess... Would you consider... Uh, Resident Evil Village to be open world? No, no, that's uh, like sandbox, like Hitman. I'd say that's more Which like sandbox. Which is kind of level. open world adjacent. It's adjacent, yeah, for sure. Um, but I it's would very say... much like... Yeah, it is very it is very linear in the way it delivers an open world. It's several different open world maps, essentially. Yeah. I would say Resident Evil Village is, is probably more linear by today's standards. Like, back in yeah. the early 2000s, that, that was like open more world. open world, yeah. But this is definitely like more linear by today's standards. Like, you got games like Valhalla. You got Red Dead. You got Horizon Zero Dawn. You got Horizon Forbidden West. You got dude, and honestly, it's don't get me wrong. I like open world conceptually. Yeah, no, for sure. I like having the extra stuff to do and interact within the world. Mm-hmm. But like some games do it well, like The Witcher. Some games like don't need to be open world. Yeah, there are some games that are open world that have that that like don't like. I would say most or a lot of like. Ubisoft games that put in an open world don't need to be open world. Like Ghost Recon, it should have just been a linear shooter like it always was. Because open world, as freeing as it is, it makes certain aspects a pain in the ass. Yeah. Even Red Dead, like going from one area to another and and that the open world is like essential to Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, absolutely. But, no, but yeah. that's, I'm not saying that it's not a feature that should exist in Red Dead, but in Red Dead, it has this big open map, and it can take, like, 10 or 15 minutes to get to a destination. Yeah. That's annoying. Very. So, I guess it's mitigated by, like, fast travel and stuff like that. Yeah. But, even still. Yeah. No, that's You know, true. you don't want to walk all the way across the world. It's kind of obnoxious. Yeah. Yep. No, I uh, I have to say it's refreshing to just I boot up the game and I'm not like all right what do, what do I have to do next what quest do I want to do I'm just I boot up the game and I'm like all right and it feeds it all to you go that direction some bad guys are probably gonna appear kill them see a cutscene do this get this key do that like it's just all linear just go and yeah I walk around you know bigger sections I'm like oh look here's a collectible here's this here's that but it's all linear I can't deviate ten miles that way during my mission like it's Exactly. It's just all, it's like, here's the next step. Well, because they put things that's like, oh, this is interesting enough. And they mm-hmm. jingle the keys at you. Yep. Like, this is interesting enough. I'm going to go check this out. And then that leads to this, and then that, and then that, and then that. And then you're 35 miles away from your objective. And you're like, oh, Christ. Yep. go all the way back. Oh, and something else about Alan Way 2 you wouldn't even expect. You can drive in that game. There's sections that are like, get in this car and like take take the highway to the city. That's just like part of the game, and you're just like using that. You're using the headlight of the car to like get the darkness away oh, and hit fair. everyone. And that's like, fair. yeah, it's just it's interesting. And that game has no right having some of the physics it has on the driving, like really? no right. Like the actual movement of the car is a little like okay, this is just on there. But like, dude, it was raining. I was driving. It was perfectly fine. I was like taking a turn. The next chapter, the next chapter, I was going the same route in the same vehicle, and it was raining. And I took that same turn. Yeah. And I just slid. I just spun out on the turn. And I'm like, Oops. what? 
Oh god, don't you dare hit close window. I'll relax. I'm just I'm just checking. Just checking. But yeah, I was like, dude, this is actually pretty cool. Um and it doesn't like shoehorn it in, in a way, like it kinda does, but it's like you'll be driving and then there's a little area you can go to. It's like, oh, there's a collectible here, audio lod, whatever. Then you take off and go. It, it, it's fucking awesome. Such a good game. Um I it goes to show how like we're spoiled in a way. We're like we want linear games, and devs are making these open worlds, but the problem is, like you said, a lot of games just shoehorn it. Open world yeah, isn't what it used to be. That's the thing. It's like, I don't necessarily need an open world game to, you know, for it to be good. Yeah. It doesn't need to be, you know, it doesn't need to have a massive open world, 65 square mile map. It's not necessary for a lot of things. And just maps keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger to where, like, you can't fill a map that big in a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Red Dead, like Rockstar in general, is usually pretty good at filling out their maps with stuff to do and encounters you can run into. Mm-hmm. Um, but like playing like Valhalla is like there's like not a ton of shit to do. Once you do all the stranger the like is. mission things, the mysteries or whatever. Yeah, it's pretty much a barren open world. There's not a ton of shit to do. There's not, like, random encounters or anything like that. But, you know. I also have to say, too, the size of an open world should vary depending with the game's style. So, for example, GTA, a bigger open world makes sense because you're taking jets. You're taking helicopters. You're driving. Now, a game like Valhalla where you're strictly horseback or on foot doesn't need to be as big as it is. GTA Five, like... That map is a... That's a big map, but you could easily fly end-to-end. In, like, three minutes? It, 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 you know, it'll take you, like, you know, maybe ten minutes. But you could fly from, like, one end at the airport... Well, it depends. Now they have those fucking booster jets. The other end. Now they have fucking booster jets in that damn game. <laughs> that's true. GTA is a different animal now. Yeah. GTA Online is, like... is might as well be its own separate game. Dude, what if they announced GTA sets and they're, like... GTA sits. Just like Battlefield, there's no campaign. It's multiplayer only. Could you imagine that? I'll, I'll cry. I would be upset. I want another GTA game. GTA is, like, pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, It's definitely like a... Because the two mainline series, I really hope they keep the Red Dead series going. Do mm, something at least else for a couple more that games, world. Yeah. I would like to see... I was thinking about this conceptualizing in my head what they could do going back or going forward because in the last two games red dead one and two they tease this the blackwater massacre there's a lot of references to it and it happens right after red dead 2 happens right after the blackwater job so i was thinking and we know from documentation within red dead 2 that hosea wasn't on that job he was with arthur and it would be interesting to like uh see a gta 5 style sort of game where you play as Dutch and Hosea and, and you, you switch throughout between the them? world. Yeah. That would be cool. I think that'd be interesting. I just don't know how they would do it. And it all culminates with what happened in Blackwater. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they did like a DLC for Red Dead 2, I think that'd be interesting as well. A lot of people were saying like on the Red Dead 2 Reddit uh, subreddit about basically making a Red Dead 3 with the early days of the gang and then end it. At the Blackwater yeah, Massacre? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And... Where you control, like, either, uh, like, Dutch and Hosea, like, in yeah. between. I think it'd be cool to play as Dutch, especially with... So, there's this whole thing in Red Dead where it's like, was Dutch crazy from the beginning? Was it after the the trolley crash? Was it, like, what was the catalyst for his behavior? And I think it would almost be cool in a way to play as Dutch, specifically because with Red Dead 2, you have the honor system, and it's pretty... In your face that the game wants you to be good, Arthur. Yeah. But yeah. if they made this game a little less on the nose, right, and you got to play Dutch, you would essentially, you could either be a skeevy, you know, bad guy in the background and, you know, on the outside look good, or you could be both. You could be good on the outside and good with your actions. So, like, Dutch very much is like, was he crazy from the beginning or was he always, uh, you know, like just a good guy until that crash? So if you play as always a good guy, that's your your meta, essentially. You're, okay, Dutch was always good up until this point. Or you could play as a version of Dutch where maybe he fought people over, but no one's aware of it. 
he's all he's always plotting against other people but he does it very like in the background very methodically yeah like he's just like uh, an evil mastermind in a way i think it'd be pretty cool to have something like that some sort of uh some sort of background because we have a really good cast of characters in that game yeah honestly even like like obviously no one's like thinks Dutch is, like, a, a good guy, but, like... He's a good character, though. He's an excellent character. Um, it would be interesting to see something within that, that universe, but what I was saying initially, I believe, I don't remember totally, but <laughs> both of those mainline series, GTA and Red Dead, Red Dead is more serious. GTA is a little more loose and, like, mm-hmm. funny. It's very satire. It's, like, it... Yeah, exactly. It has, like... It's still a serious game, like a serious crime game, but it's not like, it kind of like is very on the nose with its jokes and things. Mm -hmm. And it's like supposed to satirize like modern life, what's happening, you know, right now. Dude, GTA sits making fun of what's happening now would be fucking crazy. But GTA 6, I think would be an interesting one because especially when they're coming off the, the trail of Red Dead 2, to see where they go with the series. Is it going to be... Not necessarily... I understand it's going to be a less serious narrative. But will it be like that same style where it's three characters or multiple characters? Or one character or again. Or will it be one character? Will it have that same thing that Red Dead 2 has where it has like contextual things? Where it's like... Antagonize and shit. Yeah, you can like... Because that game's very contextual. You have to do certain things in a certain way... Or the game will do something completely different. Yeah. So maybe it'll be something like that. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, because in GTA Five you would hit like left on the D pad and you'd talk shit. But now coming out, like you said, coming off the heels of Red Dead Two, where you can talk shit, you can be good, you can make decisions. Like, yeah, GTA would that would be really interesting. I also can't wait to see what that game looks like, dude. I, Rockstar I, I, games I are always remarkable crazy. looking. Like always, dude. But uh, what did what did Rockstar say that one time? Like we we don't have. We shouldn't look for anything until, like, 2025 or some shit. Something like that. Yeah. So. So it's going to be probably a while. Probably a while. Oh, Um, definitely. Yeah. Yep, that's for sure. Um, Chris, did you see the... the, You good on Red Dead and all that? You good? Alan Wake? I'd give it a solid 9 out of 10. Ah, I could talk about my 100% run. Yeah. Because we're kind of on the topic. Yeah, let's go. 100%. 100%. How's um, that going? I heard you had to fucking kill a cardinal. Yeah. Shoot his ass, boy. Yeah, it's just... A, I'm doing a lot of the annoying shit now. Yeah, that way all the fun stuff can come at the end. Or funner stuff. No, I, I did the fun stuff already. I'm doing uh, all the annoying shit now. And that's it? Oh, no. So, I'm trying to round everything out. Because there's certain stuff I'm like, I don't really care who I do this as Arthur Morgan, John Mar- Marston. So, I'm rounding out stuff i'm doing as arthur which i think would make a logical endpoint for arthur and then i can just pick everything else up as john which is just like challenges and collectibles and things um so like i have to do i have to find all the dream catchers there's dream catchers throughout the yeah. world there's like 20 you have to find which i don't really care arthur didn't have to do that john yeah. can do that certain things make sense for arthur to do i gotcha the challenges john can take care of that too Yep. It doesn't need to be Arthur, plus a lot of the challenges fuck up your honor, and I don't want to do that. Yep. And it affects, the honor level affects Arthur's ending, but not John's. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Um, But I will say, in part four, um, you meet a character, a side character, called Algernon Wasp in Saint-Denis. I don't know if you, you might have picked up the quest, but never actually did it. Mm-hmm. He asks you, you walk into his shop and he's like a fancy clothes maker and he asks you to find uh, orchids and yep. uh, feather plumes from birds, mm-hmm. from different egrets. So I was like, oh, I have to find all the exotics. That's not that big of a deal. 30 items. I can do that. So I got the 30 items. I went back to Algernon Wasp. I turned them in. He gave me $100. Like, cool. And he goes, there's one more thing though. Like, oh, Christ. And he gives me an item, another list of, like, 40 items. So, I did, I looked up the quest. 
He has you get, and I did the math, he has you get like 160 things total. God damn. So, and they're all super annoying to get because you walk out into the swamp, and for reference, a lot of the items you have to get are like plumes from, from different swamp birds. Different swampy birds. So, the first one was you had to get 15 egret plumes, uh, snowy, five snowy egret plumes, five reddish egret plumes, and five little egret plumes. Now you have to get, for the second one, you have to get 20 heron plumes. And um, what happens is, what I learned in the course of this quest is, if you kill a certain number of animals in a certain period of time, your honor goes down. Mm-hmm. So my honor went down like considerably, because I've been doing this. Because I would just find a group of birds, scare up the birds, and shoot like 20 birds. Yeah. And find out that, like, maybe 10 of them are the ones I needed. Um, So, like, my honor was, like, max. And now it's at, like, three quarters. So I want to finish that up. And I'm going to deal with the rest of that as John. But it is, like, a really annoying fetch quest. Yep. Um, Fucking hate those fetch quests. And I did some of the herbalist challenge. And I can tell that's going to be a pain in the fucking ass. Herbalist 9, you have to pick one of every plant. Jesus Christ. So that's going to be annoying, but I don't think it's going to be nearly annoying as Algernon Wasp. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, that, that then, yeah. That also is very regional. But no. I have Algernon Wasp, uh, the Dreamcatchers, the Graves, and then I have to finish up the Legendary Animals, Legendary Fish, and Legendary Dinosaur, uh, dinosaur Bones. Yeah. Because... That stuff was, there's, I did the stuff I could do as Arthur, and then the rest is like in Blackwater around that area, New Austin and whatever. And then I have to meet the two gangs that you meet in the epilogues. Yep. And then I'm done. Not bad. Probably another what, like 20 hours? Oh, I have hours? to do the challenges. Yeah. Oh, challenges. Probably another 30 hours. So then. the challenges are going to be a fucking pain in the ass, I can tell. I'm already working, I'm at like... Anywhere from level 3 to 5 on, like, all the challenges. Mm-hmm. And there's some that I've gone further. Like, I'm at, like, Herbalist 8 or something now. Yep. Um, and and I finished the Explorer challenge. Because it's just you had to find treasure. Which is not that big of a deal. Yep. yep. So, I, um... Got a ways to go, but you're getting I it. got a ways to go, but I need something to break it up with. I would definitely recommend Alan Wake or even replaying Control. Because then you said you didn't finish that. That's no. a fun game. Um, I kind of want to pick up, uh, I do really want to pick up Far Cry 6, or I'm going to, it's just a matter of when. Yeah. Yeah, Alan Wake is really good. Far Cry 6 would be a good one. Far Cry 6 is another one that can get repetitive, though. It's only concern. Mm. But it's very, it's another open world game. A lot of stuff to do, but I've heard pretty good things about it, though. It seems like a fun yeah, one. I, it's I, definitely one I want to try, so. I might just sit down and, and, and play something like that. Yeah. Um, or, uh. Cause I have a couple of um, I have a couple of horror games in my library that I want to play. Like what? Um, I have that game we talked about, Summer '58. Yeah. There's one that Alex told me about. We should play that on the podcast. I forget what it was called, but um, is it VR? No, it's just regular. But it looks really interesting. I forget what it was called, but it looks really interesting. And I do want to play it, considering it's spooky season. So. Yeah, why haven't we thought about doing a spooky video? We should. We should play a game, like a certain horror game. Uh, I was I, I was cooking up ideas in the back of my mind, so we'll, we'll figure something out. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's definitely interesting. I uh, I wanted to play... What the fuck was it? Um, it was a certain horror game. I can't remember what the fuck it was, but I wanted to play a horror game a couple of days ago. I just didn't. I ended up playing Alan Wake. Alan Wake is actually technically a horror game. Because I, I, I think I'll do that, but... Like you said, it's not that long, so it's probably only going to keep me occupied for, like... Two days, depending on how much time you have. Um, uh, Well, I'll probably start at the beginning of the week, so, like, I'll probably maybe a week. Yeah. Not even. Um, So, you know, four or five days, maybe. Maybe the week. Did you ever tops. play the Mass Effect trilogy? No. I had the same issue you did, where I was like, I booted it up, and I'm like, man, this fucking still plays like an old game. Yeah. And I just never, I never picked it up. I was never like, damn, this, I gotta, I gotta work on this one. 
And I was like, no, nah. it's all right. But yeah. Like, I'm not, it, it's just not something I think is particularly interesting that I would want to, I, I understand that it's interesting. I understand that it's good, but I just like, I can't see myself picking it up, especially from Mass Effect 1, even the remaster is like, ugh. Yeah. This plays like it's fucking ancient. I know like a lot of people who played the original were like, the remaster plays so modern, and now I'm like, all right, I don't you even want to know what the original. Yeah. I don't even want to know what the original is like because of just how fucking old the remaster feels. The cover system, the shooting, I'm like, Ugh. like I was, a lot of that game, my like hour and a half with it was like, oh, a little bit of shooting, a lot of talking, and I'm not into this. So, yeah, it doesn't really do much to hook you in. Yeah. I guess you just have to be an RPG fan. Like, back in 2010 or whatever when that game came out, that must have just been it. It was a big RPG, and people were like, fuck yeah. Well, that's so the once thing, though, is I around, kind of am an RPG fan. It's just like... Modern RPG they fan. Need to, they need to do something to draw you in. Yeah. Like, um... Let me think. What's again has a really, really good opening? Skyrim has a decent opening. Yeah, I mean, you're you like do start it, off with a dragon. It brings you right in. You're like, oh, you're on your way to get beheaded. And then there's just a and fucking And then there's dragon. a dragon, and it really does a lot to drag you in. Mm-hmm. Um, Fallout 4 and shit like that. Fallout 4 is interesting. Has an interesting Fallout one. Fallout 3, I mean, they all... And I'm not a Fallout fan, so I love Fallout 4. I liked Fallout 4 a lot. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah, it was I liked pretty it a lot. damn good. Fallout fans didn't, like you said, but I liked it Fallout a lot. Fallout fans didn't like it, but I that was like the first Fallout game I've actually sat down and really played. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was really interesting and really fun. I had a lot of good times with it. Dude, what the fuck? Give me this goddamn keyboard. Yeah, you're making the same mistake I tried to do. Just seeing what we're at. Yeah, um, Fallout is definitely so that an definitely does game. a lot to bring you in. It's like, oh, I'm just chilling. Okay, there's a nuke happening right now. Yeah. Oh, my wife just got shot or husband, depending on how you customize your character. Yeah. My son just got taken. Yep. What's going on here? And you got to figure it out. And then you're dragged in. You're like, oh. And then like the first, like the first or second quest is like, oh, I'm fighting a death claw with a minigun. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, the thing, dude. Maybe it's just as I'm getting older and having more responsibilities, like I need to filter out the bullshit from like what's actually going to keep me interested. Yeah. Like I need, the time I do have, I don't want to just be listening to dialogue. I need exactly. something. Like, dialogue's fine, something but I need needs to something. String me along. So like. Days Dawn, like Days Dawn, fucking awesome opening, like awesome opening. You're just so interested from the start, and it keeps you the whole time. Red Dead Two, same thing. You know, Red Dead One, same thing. Like you just have a reason to be there. Like Red Dead One is a little slow. That Red I do Dead remember. One is a slow burn. Red Dead Two is a lot faster. But it does, in terms it does of... drag you in though. You're like, oh shit, who's this? John Marston. Okay, who's this? Bill Williamson. Oh shit, I just got shot. Yeah. Pretty, pretty much. <laughs> and so. then and then it gets boring. And then you fuck around with cows for the first six hours of the game. Basically, yeah. Um, But Red Dead 2 really does... It's a very good balance. Where it's it it's a slow start, quote-unquote. It definitely could have been a game where it was like, oh, there's just too much fucking dialogue happening all the time. Because that game is essentially just dialogue, but there's enough interesting shit to break it up. Shootouts and shit. Where Even like, the shootouts are full of dialogue. Yeah, but still, it's like... I'm, I'm, I mean... Oh, we need a place to stay. Oh, there's a rival gang here, and you shoot the place up, and then yeah. you find, uh, and then you find Sadie Adler, and then you're immediately like fucking thrown into a train robbery. Yeah, that's right like after. the third mission you do. Yeah, that's true. That is true. You are you do rob a train so very it's, early. So it's it 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 drags you in, and I need a game that like has something really interesting going on to drag you in. Yeah. Yeah, the even thing, in, even indie games have this, like the forest. Yeah, when you start and you're on a plane crash. Yeah, and you're like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" And then your son gets taken. Yeah, that's the thing about Alan Wake too. Is like the so the gameplay and all that is really good. The dialogue is like cringy in a good way in some cases. Like the dialogue's a little weird the way it's delivered and things, but it's like a very good balance of it. It's not like, "Oh my god, what the fuck am I listening to?" It's very funny in a way. You're just okay. like, right, "This is this is this is kind of comical." The way he's like. Alice, <gasps> you remember like the heavy rain meme? Sean, 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 Sean. Uh, you remember that thing? What was the first kid? The one kiss his white card, Jason or whatever. From which one? From Heavy Rain. Is it Jason? I thought it was Sean. The, the he has two kids. One gets hit by a car. 
oh, the yeah, very maybe. beginning of the game. Yeah. I think his name was Jason. I think it's Jason. He's like, Jason. Because he's like, Jason. Jason. It's like that. It's, it's funny. Um, and I do have to say the cutscenes, they're like um, the, they're not like, they're like CG. They're not like a in-game kind of cutscene. They're a bit CG-ish in a way, and they have like different graphic style and things like that. And the frame yeah. rate is super choppy because it seems like it's from like the PS3 360 oh, version bizarre. or whatever. But uh, the so like the gameplay is really good, but the the actual cutscenes can be a little weird, and the lip sync can be a little weird too. But like, it's almost charming in a way. It's weird, and I'm not usually someone who has a lot of tolerance for that. Like, I'm a snob in a way where like, dude, frame rate drops, piss me off. Lip sync issues completely turn me off of a game. Like, Hello. I usually have almost no tolerance for that kind of thing. So, and with it being a linear game that's so old already, it's very nice to finally play a game that has, like, zero buds. Like, zero issues. Zero performance issues, zero buds. Like, it's just... That's fair. It's good. So, I definitely recommend it, for sure. So. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shop around, see what I can find, which would be interesting. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's, that's definitely a good thing to note, is that, like, games really really need like a good hook when you're when you start playing so yeah no games need something to be interesting how does the witcher 3 open i can't remember that one's not particularly interesting either i don't think so because i was i fell off of it for like six months right after the intro the first like half hour of that game is like not very exciting because you're just fucking around care more that's right yep yep but, uh, Witcher 2, I think, had a better opening, but, like, overall wasn't as good of a game. Yeah, The Witcher 3 is really good. Don't let the opening turn you off. It, it turned me off, and I ended up loving the game. The so. The Witcher 2 opens, and you're, like, immediately um, in a fight for, like, in a fight for your life. They do the combat tutorial in a very interesting way. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas The Witcher 3 is like, ugh, this, isn't, this ain't that interesting. Yeah, I definitely think games need to stick the landing on the opening a bit. Oh, a lot definitely. of games have trouble sticking the landing on the intro and on the the end, essentially. Yeah. But uh, in some ways, the intro is more important in a way because like you can make it the whole way through a game, but this game is awesome and it has a shitty uh, like final, and you're like, wow, that sucked, but you still enjoyed the game at least up until that point. Versus if it has a shitty intro, like you fall off hard. Yeah, you're like, oh. Oh, okay. I so, don't have anything to believe in right now. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. definitely something to note. Um, now, what I was gonna say, Chris, is I have a truth about the Z Flip Three life to uh to discuss. Was it that you weren't ready for the life? Samsung lied to me. They asked me if I was ready for this lifestyle, right, and this attention, things like that. Mm-hmm. Not a single fucking person has asked me about that phone in the two months I've had it. Yeah, they don't give a shit about that one. They give a shit about the Fold. Yeah, no, I've whipped it open in public, and maybe it's just where we are compared to, like, big cities, like, much bigger than mine, but, like, no one cares. I've opened it in the grocery store in a crowded aisle. No one acknowledges it. No one even notices. And don't get me wrong. I'm happy for that because it would be quite oh, annoying shit. to feel like every time I open my phone, someone's up your ass. But yeah. I, I would just – I expected a bit more. Um because of all the hype around the, are you ready for this lifestyle? Uh-huh. But no, no one cares. Not a single person cares. Now, if I had the fold, yeah, if I whipped that fucking thing out in a store, everyone's first reaction is going to be, why the fuck do you have a tablet? And then they're going to be like, oh, that made sense. Holy shit, it's a Galaxy Fold. So, that's the truth about the Z Flip uh, 3 life. Don't, if I had uh, a Galaxy Fold, I'd just be taking phone calls with the fold open. <laughs> I'd be like this. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Close it like a book. So yeah, definitely don't worry about that if you're gonna think about getting the Z Flip Three. No one cares. Um, and also, I have to give a massive shout out to Valve. I do as well. I saw this and I was gonna add it to the notes. I saw you already did. Steam Deck teardown video. Pretty self-explanatory. They tear down the Steam Deck. Yep, and and the way they do it is interesting. The way they do it is very interesting. They interest. They they. <laughs> Start this video off by saying, like, hey, don't do this, but it's yours, so fuck it, though, bro. It's your tablet. They literally are like, we're not going to tell you how to use your property, but just know that this is a bad idea. We don't recommend doing this. And it's just, I I sincerely believe it's just, like, a fucking legal thing, because they're like, oh, if someone opens this, and we said they could, 
and then blows up their battery, however slim the chance being. They blow up their battery, burn their house down, and kill their entire family accidentally. And then we get sued. Yeah. So, you know, let's just tell people not to do this. My The biggest thing I took from the video, right? They're tearing down this Steam Deck. And I'm like, wow, this is really cool hardware. The absolute biggest thing, most impressive thing from that was the statement stating Valve will work with third parties yeah. to provide replacement exactly. parts for your Steam Deck. Exactly. And, and they mentioned custom parts, too, when they were talking about the thumbsticks. Mm-hmm. And they show you how easily replaceable the thumbsticks are. And the, the fucking SSD. And the SSD, which is, like, super so interesting. So now, if you have your Steam Deck three years from now, and just say, I don't know what the warranty is going to be on it, but just say that the SSD shits the bed. Exactly. You don't have a 500 or $650 paperweight if you have the highest-end model. You can probably buy that SSD from a third party or from Steam directly. And... Right to repair, baby. And if you're a cheap bitch like me... And you, you reserved the 64-gig base model. And you like, want to upgrade. I ain't spend 600 bucks on this. And then you like it more than you think. And then you like it more than you think. Bing, bang, boom. You swap it out, load the software back on, and you're good to go. That's the thing, too. They didn't show, like, different models of the Steam Deck. So my assumption is that it's pretty much universal. There might be slight differences well, between you, them. They mentioned in the video, this is how it is on every version. Oh, really? With the SSD. Oh, with the SSD, I meant like the general hardware, thumbsticks, everything, like size, shit like that. Because I know this, so the the highest end Steam Deck has a different display. Um, oh, it does? So I don't know how that factors into things. Oh, uh, I was just thinking about the SSD. But yeah, the SSD, I didn't mention It's just I didn't the only part. thing is that, I forget the standard they said it was. M2. It was, no, 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 I mean the length. I, I forget if they said oh. it was 2230 or 2242, yeah. which either way is kind of tough to find drives for. Yeah. But I know 2230, um, 2230 one-terabyte drives do exist. They're just very expensive and kind of slower. Yep. Because it's a lot you got to put on one chip. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, and uh, they also have the, the micro SD card slot, too. So like That's true. So you could potentially you could potentially have, like, two, two terabytes, terabytes yeah. in, your, in your Steam Deck, which is pretty insane considering how powerful it's gonna be but huge shout out to valve like from me personally oh genuinely yeah. with right to repair when you have companies like a- apple like samsung and it makes sense because look at who founded and works on valve dave newell he's a fucking linux nerd yeah yep linux people are super big it's like right to repair open source customization like yep so it makes sense that it's a product from someone like gabe newell so gabe and everyone good, else at Valve, good on you, good boys. fucking job. As much as you do, kind of rake over uh, developers on Steam with your little profit thing, margin, whatever. Uh, good job. Yeah, no, no, no. I can excuse the fact that you take forty-five percent of every Steam sale, but I, I, I'll say this: um, good job with this one. Yeah, very good job. So uh, that's awesome to hear that. You're buying something that you're not completely locked out of. Now, again, they don't recommend you taking it apart for legal reasons, but it's very clearly there's a main message in the video, and the main message is don't do this, but you can. Don't do this, but just know that most of these parts are replaceable. That's pretty much the message in the video. Which is awesome because so, and the fact that they're like, yeah, we'll give you replacements. We're yeah. working on it. We're we're getting that in the works. They're literally like, yeah, we are working with third parties to get replacement parts. Which like, is okay. like... That's fucking sick. Fucking unheard of. In, in... Imagine. Imagine, Chris. And just the fact that it's not sealed, you can take eight screws off the back and, and it comes pull off. off the back, is, is, is monumental for 2021. Just imagine, right? You have the, the iPhone 13 that just came out with a new Galaxy lineup. If they were just like, hey... Here's the S22, here's the iPhone, whatever. Take out these eight screws, take off this back panel, and hey, your camera shit the bed, replace the camera. Oh, your phone screen cracked? Just yeah. pop the ribbon connector off, take the screen off, put a new screen in, seal it, you're good to go. No, instead they make it as impossible as fucking possible. Yeah, yeah. So. They're like, well, we're going to put on this glue that's near impossible to get off without destroying the phone also every component inside has the same serial number as the motherboard so you cannot use parts with different serial numbers hashtag apple for the win they're like hey we can just we can just make more money on phones if we make it so you have to throw away your phone every time something breaks 
Yeah. We can make more money on cars if you have to get a new car every time you need an oil change. There you go. It comes with a sealed oil pan. You can't, you can't, you can't do an oil change. Not possible. Yeah. I was actually talking to a guy uh, on the phone at work about, so talking about bearings being sealed and not having Zerk fittings to put grease. Yeah. We were talking about that and we were talking about how that's kind of dumb. And uh, I mentioned sealed transmissions and he was talking about how he just bought like a new Corvette, I think it was, or a Camaro, one of the two, um, from a guy. And it's an old one. But it has a sealed transmission. Hmm. And he was so confused. It's a manual. And he was so confused as to, like, what was going on. And he was just like, I don't know what's going on. He's like, I'll take it to my buddy or whatever. And uh, we were talking about just how, like, locking people out of, number one, repairs, and number two, maintenance is just stupid because yeah. it's meant to last. You know what You know what helps it last, right? Maintenance. <laughs> yeah, well, it's meant to last the life of the transmission. They just don't tell you the life of the transmission is like 60,000 miles. Yeah. The, and it, it will, your, the actual life will be significantly more than that, and it'll be even significantly more if you maintenance the transmission regularly. You can tell when anything is designed to do work. Like, like the Steam Deck, it's meant to do work. The work is games, but it's meant to do work, and and you should be able to just swap out components if it's not doing said work. The when you look at diesel trucks, I don't know about other ones, but I know the Chevys, the Duramaxes, they have um the Allison transmission, which is used with a lot of um, military vehicles as well. Allison just makes transmissions. You can go in and service all the fluids. It has an external transmission flu- uh, fluid filter. You can service everything because it's meant to work. Yeah, you have to maintenance this puppy to keep it going. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, you're going to have to do this eventually, so we're going to make it easy for you. Yep. Like drives, they die all the time. Thumbsticks get drift. It's not just a Joy-Con thing. It just happens to all of them eventually. Yeah, that's the biggest thing I didn't think about in the Steam Deck is that it's... It uses joysticks only. They get drift, or if you when you use them, they get worn. Yeah. So you swap them yeah. back out. Buy a $20 set instead of a yeah. $650 Steam. My out. drive died. Boop, boop. Yeah. Yep. Luckily, Easy. it's a, you know, internal storage is solid state, so it's not that they're slapping a fucking hard disk in this baby. So you should have a lot more uh, reliability oh, out of it. Or drive in it. You drop it and it just... <laughs> It's like the original iPod. It's like a yeah. There's a even uh, up until they discontinued the iPod Classic in like 2014. They had the it had a little hard drive in it. No, I don't know that. That's funny. Um, and the iPad, the iPod Mini had um, not the Nano, the Mini, which is like 2004 or something like that. The iPod Mini had a little tiny hard drive in it. Little tiny hard drive. It was like four gigs. Yeah. And uh, those things died all the time. Yeah. If you dropped them, it would like, you know, move, and then uh, and it would get all fucked up. So and they ran super hot too. Yeah, makes so. sense. But, uh, yeah, so that's awesome to hear about the Steam Deck. I'm glad to know that the thing I'm spending almost $700 on, after tats, about $700 on, um, is actually probably going to hold up for a little while. And if something is to fail, actually be replaceable. So, good to know. Good on them. And, uh, yeah, actually, you know what people have started doing? So, I think you, I meant to tell you this if you didn't know already, but you mentioned this in an episode one time. When we first started talking about the Steam Deck, and then it actually got confirmed like shortly after, um, the Steam Deck uses Proton to run most of the games, obviously because yeah. it's it's Linux. But people have actually started emailing devs of like specific games and being like, "Hey, does your shit work on Proton?" and like asking them if it works on the Steam Deck, and devs have actually been responding. Hmm. So interesting. I'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna email Rockstar. Be like, does. Red Dead 2 run on the Steam Deck. Let me know. I know it works on Proton, but does it run on the Steam Deck? I need to know. Uh, also release GTA 6. Please. Um, and then just a picture of my cock. Well, what's interesting is 
the fact that this is just going to be a big development rush for Proton in general. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, if they're making these games to run on the Steam Deck on Meaning, Proton... Put it PC, this way, put it this way, they won't be made to run on the Steam Deck. That's, you know, that's not going to be the, the, the situation. But the Steam Deck's getting a lot of hype. If it turns out as good as it's slated to be, or, you know, 90% is close, they, people are going to have Steam Decks, and people are going to be pissed when they can't play their games on a Steam on their Steam Deck. Especially people who don't understand. Exactly. So what are devs pressured to do? Develop the games either native for Linux or to work with Proton. Meaning they funnel money towards Linux ports or they funnel money towards Proton. Maybe that's Gabe's plan all along. That's Gabe's plan. He's taking plan. down Microsoft. Gabe. He wants Windows out of the picture. Dude, maybe that's, maybe that's it. Gabe is fucking... He read The Art of the Deal, bro. The yeah. Art of the Deal by Donald Trump. He's a businessman doing business. He... He is a smart motherfucker if that's actually his plan. Yeah. That could be. I mean, if you think about it, it makes sense. He was just like, damn, I really like Linux. I, I'm upset that it's not more mainstream. Okay, now it is. <laughs> yep, there you go. Especially with how be, open Valve is being, that almost made sense. Which would be so much better, honestly, because Windows, I like Windows because things just fucking work. I don't have to dick around in a terminal for 30 minutes if I want to play a game, all right? That's why I stopped using Linux, because, like, sometimes, if I wanted to play certain games, I was like, ugh, I had to, like, install a package and configure it to make it work, and then I could play the game. Or I had to, like, fucking run it through a bunch of translation layers, and then I could play the game. Proton's made it a lot better, but there were certain games I still had to fuck around to make work, and then, even then, I couldn't get them to fucking work. Yeah. Some games. With if if this is the case, I will f- fully go back to Linux just because Linux, it does things so much better than Windows does. I can just run a command and update everything. Uh, I can I don't have to deal with all this po- all these pop ups and like notifications and bullshit that Windows gives you. Yeah, I can customize my system how I want, not how Windows. Not how Microsoft wants me to customize my system. Yeah. I don't have to open my start menu and see advertisements. On your $150 operating system. And, at the end of the day, my operating system is free. Yep. And open source, baby. Meaning you can download anyone's version. Yeah. Upload your version. So if I was like, man, uh, I want to make this change to my kernel done. Yep. Then, like... It's pretty fucking interesting. Um, I'd like to, I'd like to see that a lot. I've I've been using Linux a little more just for like classwork and stuff, and I've forgotten like man, this shit is so goddamn easy, so much easier to work with. Mm-hmm. Once you get like a a working knowledge of like how the, because it's a learning curve for sure, but once you get a working knowledge of like how to do things in the terminal, and then you branch out from there, and then like you can read support documentation if you need to. You're like, oh, this is way more streamlined. Yeah. So you can just pull up a terminal and go, okay, my system's up to date. I have a new desktop environment, uh, <laughs> and I installed this cool theme that makes all my, all my desktop notifications or all my desktop sounds sound like um, bra sound effect too. Yeah. So beauty of Linux, right there. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I, just I do wish have to like, say it could be a. Would be. Um, and this is a good push for gaming stuff, but the the final push would have to be software, like the Adobe Suite. We'll never see mass adaptation adoption if, like, the Adobe Suite doesn't work. Yeah. And it's like, oh well. I can play games, and that's it. I can play games, but I can't. Uh, I can't make videos of the games. I can do that with OBS, but. I can't edit them because my, you know, Premiere Pro doesn't work. Yeah. Um, and and DaVinci Resolve does work, but it's like, there's like a certain way about it you have to like mess with. Yeah. And um, no, there's certain sense. things that for some reason, 
you have to do a different way on Linux. It's weird. It's something to do with like the file system or something like that. I don't remember the specifics of it, but if we can push for games, I think there'll be more push for software. Because now, I feel like there's a lot more people who like, you know, play games, have a gaming computer and an editing rig, like in one, and edit YouTube videos and whatever on Premiere Pro. There's way more of those people than there are executives at like movie studios that are like, okay, we can use Premiere Pro with anything. Yeah. Um, we don't care. We're going to adapt our systems to work with Premiere Pro because we need it to finish this thing we're making. Yeah. But uh, I feel like there's probably, that's maybe like 20% of the revenue for like Premiere Pro and the Adobe Suite. And then the other like 80% is like everyone else. Yeah. So that made sense. Yeah, that would be cool to see. Um, yeah, uh, I think Linux in general, like I think there's a place for both. Obviously, Windows and Linux. Linux is a lot more complicated at first. Like you said, a huge learning curve. It is. Like so, a, yeah. There's that. You know, it would kind of suck to go to a store to buy a laptop for school and then <laughs> have to load your own fucking Linux on it if you don't want to do that. You know. So I think it'd be nice to see them level a little more because yeah. Windows is just. I guess that's a that's another thing in the waves. Fucking huge. Everyone has their own preference for distros because there's so fucking many. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of things to consider when picking one. Uh, do you want it to be static? Do you want it to be rolling? Do you want it to be bleeding edge rolling or like sort of rolling where they they vet the packages first before giving you the updates? Uh, how much configuration do you want to do? How much Linux shit do you want to do before you can just use this? What happens when a package breaks? I don't know. So, yeah. Yeah. It is, it is shit like that. So there would definitely have to be like a standardized distro. And I guess it's kind of like... That would become Linux. Like Linux Linux, essentially. It's kind of pushing towards like... The machines you can get Linux loaded onto, like from the factory it's leaning towards like um ubuntu or um i know there is a company the company who actually develops the os um called pop os which is similar to ubuntu it's ubuntu based um they will load pop os onto their own so maybe it's a a situation where every manufacturer makes their own distro because they can or they just have one central distro that things are based on. Yeah. Instead of like Windows, you get, you know, HP's distro, fucking Dell's yeah, distro. But then it would like have that. to be like Motherboard centralized to a sense because, oh, this will work on things because it's usually universal. But then there's certain things that like, oh, this isn't a pre-made package on Arch-based distros. It's only a pre-made package on Debian and Ubuntu-based distros. So it's you have to, it's it's a much more complicated situation than just Windows. Yeah. And oh, just, make it for Windows. Made an X. Uh, 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 made an EXE. Run it, and then you can with any Windows system, yeah. any modern Windows system. There's limitations if you're still using like fucking XP, but fucking Vista, dude. If you especially if you're using Vista, or Seven or whatever, but like fucking Windows Seven, dude. Windows 7 was a banger OS. What's the one everyone hated? Windows 8? Ah, shit. What did they hate? Windows 8? 8 and Vista. People hated those? Yeah. What was wrong with 8? Like, original 8 sucked. It was just, like, really buggy, and I don't think you could... I think you were locked to that weird tablet mode. Ah, maybe. Yeah, I had 8.1. 8.1 wasn't that bad. I went from 8.1 to 10. Once you install Classic Shell on 8.1, it's just a snappier Windows 7. And Classic Shell on Windows 10 is just like a snappier Windows 7. Yeah. So I would say like every other OS OS made by Microsoft is decent. Like XP, really good. Vista sucked. 7, probably the best Windows. 8, they redeemed with 8.1, but its launch was rocking, overhauled a negative reputation. And 10 is pretty decent for Windows, so I don't have high hopes for 11. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But I think 11 is just essentially going to be a 10.1 sort of situation. It's 10, but mobile. It's light. 
Yeah, it's, it's like, same oh, it's, it's mobile friendly. It's 10, but we just called it 11 because we needed a new one. Yeah. Should have called it, honestly, just Windows 10 mobile or something because it's made for like laptops and um, two-in-ones and shit. Which is good because we need a lighter weight Windows. Like, yeah. Windows just at idle would use like fucking two and a half gigs of RAM. Yeah. For no reason. Yeah, that's true. It's not very well optimized for that kind of shit. It's very heavy, like you said. Like a bloated Linux install would be like half a gig of RAM at this at desktop at idle. Not almost fucking three. At and people, I saw this one guy who optimized his install down to be using like thirty megabytes of RAM at fucking at fucking idle. Holy shit! But he did a lot of shit. He stripped down the kernel. He stripped down like a lot of stuff. So. But yeah, that's all I got for for tech, for technology. Let's flip Steam Deck, Windows, Linux. All we got. I, I feel like we could pick it up in the next one then. Yeah, I think so. I got some other. I got some hardware stuff I want to mention. So hardware. Uh, you know what else is hard? What Jordan? My dick. So, another announcement for you guys. I, I think the podcast is coming to an end, like, permanently. Uh, we're deleting the channel, and I'm going to delete Jordan's brainstem real quick. On camera. So, follow us on uh, OnlyFans. <sighs> that was a realistic gun sound effect. People might think that was real in the audio form. Ah, uh, it was a TV remote for all you audio listeners. That was so realistic sounding. Anyway, that's all I got, Chris. Yeah, I think that's it. Jordan? Yep. Do you want to remind people where they can view this or yep. listen to this? Yep. Or view this or listen to this? Mm-hmm. Or view it or listen to it maybe? Yeah, sure thing. I'm going to look at you the whole time so that way they know I'm not reading a script. Technically, it could be a script behind you, but there isn't. So, if you want to listen to the podcast only form of this, you are staring really weirdly at me. You would want to listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, and of course Spotify. There's also the RSS feed linked down below that you can import into your favorite podcasting app. And as always, contact us via email, synaspinusfire at pm.me. Comments, questions, concerns, or death threats, as well as the Instagram linked down below. This is really weird. He's just staring into my soul. <laughs> Alright, anyway, that's it. Yeah. Alright, bye. I think it's time, Jordan. Yeah, no. Chris, there's still another fucking episode. How many times do I have to tell you? Sorry, sorry. God damn it! This is why we can't have anything nice. Chris is racist, by the way. Yeah, I am. I'm gonna say the N word now.